five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Will Giblin, welcome. How we doing? Good. How you doing? Excellent. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How are you? Great. <laughs> um, you, you like podcasts? I you, do. We were, ta- we were talking a little bit over uh, social media and stuff like that. You want to be on the cat? I want you to. Be, I, want, I love that you're here. I, I, what are, I'm uh, so happy to be here. What, you, what is it about it that excites you? Uh, Outside of being in the studio with some goldfish and. Well, yeah. I've always like loved listening to podcasts, but I, I've always definitely wanted to be a part of an actual podcast because there's been many, many times I'm sitting around a table with some with some lads <laughs> and um, just having great conversation. But you know, you, you never really like record that ever. You never really mm-hmm. get to hear that conversation ever again. So this is not a great opportunity to actually sit down and have a good conversation. Get with to a, hear it back with an old teacher. Huh? Yeah, with my. Uh, <laughs> First grade, first grade PE, PE teacher, bro. and what else? That school you in? Uh, sixth grade history teacher, I believe. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they call you Will the Thrill. They do. I well, or I mean, they call you probably a lot of things. I, yeah, I have a lot of different. <laughs> I'm sure you take Will the Thrill. I'll definitely take Will the Thrill today. How, yeah. uh, are you? Are you thrilling? I am thrilling. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely thrilling right now. I'm having <laughs> I, a great time. I think you are. Um, so you got a lot of I mean, part of it's like. Stories, you know, mm-hmm. you, we, you've been here for like an hour and a half. We're chilling yeah. and you've told some cool stories, you know, mm-hmm. you, you find you, you fashion yourself a storyteller. I do. I can definitely. I think I could tell a great story. I think that is that in the Giblin, Giblin uh, gene. I think it is. Yeah, I think there's some great storytellers within the Giblin family. Or is that more more mama, Amy? She can tell a good story, right? Yeah, it, Amy could definitely tell a good story. But I think she, I think Don is a, uh-huh. is a true storyteller. I get, I think that that's where I kind of learn. Picked that up from dad. Yeah, I definitely picked it up from my dad. That's where I definitely learned how to tell a true story or tell, definitely add some spice to a story. Cause <laughs> embellishment. Yeah. A little embellishment with some storytelling for sure, but definitely got to give props to DR for that one. DR. That's Don. Donald Robert. Robert. Donald G. Robert the second. You ever call him the good doc, a doc? Never could go there. I could. I could go. I could say Doc is fun, you know, like hey, Doc. And oftentimes, like, I mean, I, I, names are difficult, right? Remember some people's names, but like, you know, if you're like talking to someone you know is a doctor, you say hey, Doc, or of course, or like coach, or, hey, coach, you know, what I'm saying, of course, yeah. I call uh, my uncle coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, coach, uh, you know, Kevin, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's an interesting line don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, definitely. That definitely comes down to embellishment. Yeah. When I, with a good storyteller, you definitely got to embellish a little bit. It's like you obviously remember that whatever you're, you're storying on, whatever you're, the story you're telling about an incident, but um, it's not 100% fact. I mean, it, it, we're all fallible. You know, we're not, we're human, therefore we err. So we're not going to remember it 100%. Of course not. So gives you some liberty, some artistic license. Of course not. I can definitely. Uh, here's a good one. Um, like we uh, said before, this was my uh, first grade PE teacher. Present. And, right here. Present. <laughs> and I have uh, one of my 
favorite memories from that class. I was actually in the second grade, mm-hmm. and we were getting ready to go down and probably play kick- kickball on the field or football or something. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Danver was my uh, second grade teacher. That's right. And I see you with your first grade class, and I see poor Justin Blumquist dislocate his shoulder, <laughs> and I and he's crying, and and kids are hitting the panic button, I guess. And I panic see, button, yeah. and I see, I see you. You're like everybody, everybody, settle down, and you <laughs> and you go up to and go up to Justin. And you're like, this is this is a scratch, and you, and you pop his shoulder right back into place. I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> did that just happen? Yeah, and I was like. I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. I was like, this kid, this poor first grader just got his shoulder just popped back into his place. ER Got back up, got right on in there like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Didn't call 911. No no ambulance ever came into school. <laughs> it was awesome. That was uh that was one of definitely one of my f- favorite p memories from first grade or first from that time. I think I think you're a really good storyteller because I think I remember the actual story. Okay. We can leave it at that. I, I sound I sounded pretty good in your rendition, but I think JB, little JB, who was tiny mm-hmm. and skinny and with a big heart, with a big heart. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I think we're inside, as far as I can recall, and uh, we're in the lower gym playing whatever. Um, and <laughs> and he runs over. To, he's like. <laughs> and hold, holds up his hand to his face like he's doing like the John Cena or something. Okay. And his it was, it was his, and pinky. his pinky. It was his pinky. Does like a does like an old oh old like an old country road sort of thing. And I was like, all right, look over there. And I like pull yanked it, and it and it stopped looking like a country road, and it looked like like a, like a, like a yeah like a like a somewhat driveway or you know straight. And he was fine. He got back in the thing. He came in the next day with like a, a splint on it. I don't, know. I don't know if I made it worse or not, but I, made, I thought I made it look better. But um, uh, you probably had to splint anyway. But that's so funny that to your to our point, you know, about stories. Yeah. You know, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Damn it. That's how Maybe I, we cut yeah, this one out and just leave it at your version, you know. That's how I remember. Yeah. yeah. That's how I always remember. I remember just being like, holy Billy Garrish just popped his shoulder right back in place <laughs> like that and like. That's how you view, like that's how I viewed my teachers and everything. They seem like, uh, uh, like superhuman. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Especially at a young age like that. Like I remember being a, at that age and looking at like an eighth grader and being like, that kid, that's mm-hmm. a big kid. Mm-hmm. Like that kid's huge. Same, same, uh, same sort of way when I was in kindergarten in second grade. Uh, but I remember this big eighth grader named Eric Wimsat, and he was just huge. And he put on in his football pads and everything. And he just looked at the Hulk. Right. I'm like, who is this guy? Even yeah. yeah. That was like Will Rock for me. Yeah. Seeing Will Rock when I was uh like first, second grade. He's yeah. like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. He looks like a truck. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this kid could literally maul somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's, you get, uh, but then you get to that age, I'm still skinny. Yeah. I'm like, I don't look. <laughs> the, I don't look like a truck. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny. Like when the. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good. I think it's a, a good thing because you learn respect in that sort of way, right? You know, respect your elders. You know, they're the great. The great line of uh, I've learned everything I needed to really know in life in kindergarten. Like, don't steal. Um, say thank you. Um, be nice. Um, you know, to respect your your parents and stuff like that. Um, 
all important uh, ways to live by, and you and you you get that at a very young age. Oh yeah. But then life gets complicated. Oh yeah. But you got to keep your got to keep that poster in a room and keep looking at it. Yeah, definitely. You know, does that make sense? The, uh, yeah, definitely. Think we're at the complicated point of life, being twenty-one, going to junior year of college, um, getting to the point where you need to kind of open some doors of like. There you go. My apologies. Okay. Um, uh, definitely getting to the point where it's like you got to start opening some doors of like, what's the next step at life? Because yeah. like you, I don't have much more time in school. Yeah. And there's like kind of maybe two philosophies to that, right? I think uh, you let you wait for you keep doing your thing in, in the in the best way you can, which is like taking classes, being nice to people, going to church, um, like playing golf and being respect. I mean, there's a lot of really good lessons in golf, like the etiquette and everything. Oh, and uh, yeah. and 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 something a door will open, mm-hmm. right? Um, other flip, I guess the other side would be like, um, you try to like push out resumes and you take more of an active approach. Uh, it, I, I would think it depends on your personality. Right. I, I think both are viable options as to figuring out your next step chapter thing. You know, um, me, I'm like, I'm going to do what I love to do. Like, right. I mean, I've been in modern day for 14 years. And right now I'm taking a quote gap year, you know. Right. And uh, I got Debbie and her four kids, and I tutored and stuff like that. And, and you got your uh, thing and here. you got your summer camp over the summer. Yeah. Podcast. Um, the podcast is what I love to do. Yeah, I can tell. How many? How many uh, recordings have you done so this far? Our, this is the forty sixth. Forty sixth. Yeah. Wow. Episode number forty six. Wow. That's your lucky number, right? I'll take the four six. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Gotta get that on Jersey. Uh, gotta get that on Jersey. Yeah, on a Jersey. On a Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just gonna pick that right I'm Jersey. Gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to my people. Um, but like, I think that um, if I keep doing what I love to do, which is this, and loving Debbie and the kids and everything. Something will pop open, right? For as to what I uh, would maybe would like to do for the next chapter. All right. Of Billy Gar. Love that. Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> you know that next chapter is always, uh, always is a new. I don't even know. You'll figure. You'll, yeah, fig- you'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. You'll figure it out. But you were in. You're in West Virginia, hanging with, hanging with a good buddy, doing your classes and everything. Yeah. The whole this whole past school year is just so like twi- twilight zoney. It's different. It's, just, yeah. uh, it's a lot different than uh, what uh, I think you maybe approached it like maybe correctly. Is like I can do my virtual learning anywhere so it might as well be somewhere different with someone that you enjoy you're a friend of yours absolutely and experience morgantown west virginia instead of like you know trying to i mean that was the i would say that's your that's your education this year is is there and then you were saying that you're in south carolina and you're kind of moved around a little bit right that's your education yeah a very uh nomadic experience that's your education yeah for this year then, I mean, you're going to be in Maryland next year, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be more of like a classroom experience. So, it's going to be a little bit different. But it's all part of like the education of the... It's crazy because I haven't been in a classroom since March of 20, uh, 2020. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, last time I was in a class classroom was down at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And uh, 
we gotten out and it was um we were getting sent home for spring break and then this was right around COVID was happening and then we get and then we get an email from the school probably every everyone else around the country saying yeah. like oh don't come back for the first two weeks do the quarantine or whatever the original quarantine was supposed to be 14 days and then it ended up being another 14 uh, another 14 mm-hmm. and then it turned into okay we're gonna have, we have to go on virtual yeah that lasted well it's still going on technically but uh uh lasted over a year so it's it's definitely going to be a uh kind of like an i want to say like a new thing because like I, I know what it's like to be in a classroom but it's definitely going to be a it's definitely going to be different yeah going back to the classroom experience and the virtual experience yeah you'll pick it up it's uh you know it'll take it'll take you like you know i'll tell you what though I, i'm definitely excited to get back in a classroom because uh being virtual there's obviously the temptation to cheat just not really go to class i mean you can it's virtual the temptation to be not a good guy sure which is so which goes directly against the our motto our motto <laughs> work hard play or pray hard be a good guy be a good guy yeah yeah it makes it harder to be a good guy you know 100 percent. there's a lot of temptations um what do you want to study any idea what do you like to do what do you what, what really what really blows your hair back when you're not wearing your hat or these, these headphones? Uh, that's a great question. You don't have to totally answer it if you don't want to. I'll give you a... Uh, like right now. Right now. Give me like the June 2nd. Uh, what do you love to do? I like to make money. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really? Yeah, I like to make money. Yeah, I you like to hustle. I do like to hustle. I, I like to make money. I, I made it. It's a great one. They made a decent amount of money off. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. It's a cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I made a decent profit off that. I like to gamble, mm-hmm. which is uh, a way to lose money. <laughs> but uh, a reason to make more money. Yeah, it's another <laughs> reason to make money. But uh, well, I'd say investing is just is is definitely a gamble as well. Mm-hmm. But what the investments I make right now are long term. Definitely for more long-term investments for like future, but uh, I'd say gambling is a uh, it's a dangerous game, but I love that I love it. Yeah, there's it's it's a, it's a game, you know. Yeah. There's, uh, there's and every game has thrills, you know. Yeah, uh, that's why you, that's why you decide to engage in it. Um, uh, so you like to make money, so you bar you bar you bartended or bar backed and you worked at the right. the crab uh, capital crab capital crab right. at the avenue. Mm-hmm. Um. That's like sort of like it can be eat what you kill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I, I, like like bartending and serving is like it's it, to me it sounds like it's a stressful job. It's a stressful job, but so is gambling. Of course. You know. But, but it's a little more thrilling. In your control or something? Or? Well, it depends on what exactly what you're gambling on. Like for example, I the last couple of weeks have been gambling on a website called Rubet. Shout out Rubet. Um, how do you spell that? R O O B E T. It's uh, it is uh not legal in the United States, so yeah. you have to have a VPN account to uh, gamble on there. But it's uh, it's a good way to make some money. The only, the the way I the reason why I like it so much is because you can control the amount of money you put into it. So you have to deposit money into the website in order to gamble. Yeah. So like, it doesn't come directly from your bank account. Or exactly so i uh 
I uh, will like set a minimum amount of money to set. I basically I I'll put in money I can afford to lose mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. And then what I would what I do is I try to make that money back, and then withdraw all the money I originally invested. So at that point, I'm playing with free money. Yeah. So that's what I. That's kind of my strategy. If you can be, dis- you can be disciplined about that. Yeah. About the withdrawal of yeah, your but, original principle. Yeah, and it's definitely difficult for people to hit the withdrawal button. I mean, I, I can definitely say it was difficult for me to do it for my earlier days of gambling yeah. when I first got into the website because, I mean, you can make a lot of money and then be like, oh, and then you can lose a hand on blackjack or yeah. or you can feed a sly and it doesn't pay you any money. You're like, oh, let's, feed, let's do it again. It's going to pay me this time. And then yeah. if you get into that habit, you're going to end up losing all the money you made mm-hmm. and lose your original investment. So it's like throwing away 50 bucks. Have you ever read, ever read uh, Break the House? No. Isn't, that, isn't it called Break the House? I'm assuming it's a gambling book. Gambling book. book. Yeah. I've seen 21. It's a movie? Yeah. Yeah. That might have been that been made on this movie, Break the House. It, it could have been. I mean- What I, about Rounders? <laughs> you, got, you ever seen Rounders, bro? I don't think so. Oh, come on. You got to go see Rounders. Like, you know. Well, hang on. Like yesterday. I might have seen it. I bet you. Uh, Matt Damon- um, uh, there's a Russian guy in there. Oh yeah, Rounders. I I I've definitely seen bits and pieces of this. Edward Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's really. I mean, so you like to gamble? I mean, yeah, I do. It's uh, I, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to do that as a profession because, God, that's a stressful job. But, um, it's definitely like a uh, side hustle of mine. Yeah. It's a hobby. It's mm-hmm. an interest. It's a like hustle. you said, like for fish. It's like that's my hobby. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, He's a big fan of fish, by the way. <laughs> Shout out. He's got goldfish. A, he's got a great goldfish tank yeah. in the uh, in the studio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, fish are tough, though. You got to you got to take care of them. Oh yeah. Take care of like almost anything. You take care of them. They take care of you. You just got to like clean the water. Got to clean the gravel. Um, which is, I, you know, it's kind of like. Um, Ther- ever, therapeutic to like would you ever want a, co- a koi pond i would love a pond yeah i would love a pond out back my uh my buddy his dad his dad has a uh awesome koi pond in his backyard and he said like they got to maintain it they got to do all like a bunch of shit for it but the koi in there awesome i uh i um yeah they the koi koi supposedly something like this they grow to fit the size of the pond. The pond, yeah. Really? Their their environment. So they keep growing. <laughs> they keep growing. You know what I'm saying? Um, until they're like. Um, so if you throw them in a big hit, pond, hit, they're going to grow pretty big. Yeah, until they hit their limit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would love. Yeah. I mean, I got I have a sizable backyard. You know. Of course. So if I stay here for long enough, to landscape it such that I could have a freshwater pond and the like. Gotta have a little waterfall. Of course. Yeah. Of course. The water needs to be circulated. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't know, do something like that. It would be a down the road project. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Um, but you're sort of I'm still sort of on to your uh what do you like to do? If you don't mind, we can we can totally change directions, but what do you like to do? What do you like what classes do you like in okay. school? Um, that's a great question. Uh I'll say nothing. Is any, any thus far has anyone really any of them really blown your hair back? 
Not really. I mean, like, I've been taking just basic, basic classes. What about statistics? That's funny. I, I, that's a, I actually have a funny story about that. <laughs> so, I, uh, I actually took statistics in high school. I took AP st- stat mm-hmm. senior year. It's funny because at Gonzaga, I was supposed to be put in applied statistics. Mm-hmm. And, and I look at my schedule and, I, been- and it says AP. I'm like... AP stand for applied? <laughs> I thought it stand for applied, and they said advanced placement. I was like, he got the wrong guy. <laughs> but but uh, I ended up being in AP statistics, and uh, it's definitely a difficult course. I mean, I remember – well, I was a senior when I took it, so I uh, <laughs> I remember taking my exam in like 25 minutes mm-hmm. because I was like not <laughs> – I was right. it was like May already – Basically, had diploma in hand already, so I'm like, I'm I'm gonna take this as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. No offense to the uh, advanced placement program, but my apologies for my lackluster performance on the exam. But I like the I like the course. I remember first semester, I definitely took it a lot more seriously than second semester, and I definitely learned some interesting things in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would that not apply to? Would that be? Would there not be a carryover there to gambling? It could definitely be because, like, we do- apply statistics seems like it definitely would because it's the real world stuff. Yeah, see, I don't really know what we did in AP statistics is definitely different from what they did in applied. I even think of like uh, probability. Yeah, that'd be more purely. But I, I'm not a hundred percent on what they did in applied, but I know it was a lot easier than the AP class. Yeah. A hundred percent, yeah. Because I saw some of the kids on that on on the applied roster yeah. versus the AP one. I was like, I'm on the wrong roster. I should, uh-huh. I should be on the applied team. But I, I was glad that Gonzaga made the little mishap of putting me in AP because I uh, definitely got to learn learn some good things in AP stat. And uh, I, I had a good teacher for it too. He cool. he definitely knew what he was doing. You liked your, your time at Gonzaga. Oh, hundred percent. On I Street. I loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I definitely miss it, but uh uh I haven't been back to Gonzaga since I graduated. I yeah. think I think I went back once when I came back from Ole Miss last year in March and but at that time they were shutting everything down because yeah. of COVID. So that was the last time I went there. Had a great I remember when I went down there I had a great talk with one of my old English teachers. Very cool. Mm-hmm. It was a great great experience though, being down at I Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You haven't been back. You said when was your last time you were back? Uh, Mar- you like- March of 2020. Right? Oh, okay, right when everything happened. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. as COVID okay. was going down. Yeah. That was the last time I went back to Gonzaga. Kind of unfortunate, but not the end of the world. No, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier off air of uh, you and your mom. <clears throat> like your your mom kind of like likes you around, you know? Of course. She'll like, miss you. Yeah. And, but it's like that's how life goes. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how life goes. And keep looking forward. Yeah, you know. I'm sure I'll pop back into Gonzaga for the uh, alumni reunion. Or Try like, to hang on to the past for too long. It, it, things I don't think things go uh, according to plan. No, not at Does all. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely so, don't want to grip onto the past too long. A, there's a um, Great Gatsby. Right. Have you read it all, or maybe? Yep. The line that always I always fall back on in real life and in, in my. Um, adventure through this weird thing called life um is that it's uh you cannot you can't is that you can't repeat the past of course like gatsby 
um, was in love with Daisy uh, when they were like 16. Right. Gatsby goes off to fight a war, comes back. He's 20, 21. Daisy is falling in love with a an old money guy. Yeah. You know, Gatsby makes his money gambling, like new money. Um, yeah. She's changed. Bootlegging like, gambling. Exactly right. Bootlegging gambling. Exactly. It's in the yeah. it's in the prohibition era. Um, and uh, he's like, I want her back. Right. And then, and then living someone, in the past. Someone tells him. Someone tells him you can't repeat the past. He's like, Why can't I? You know, he keeps trying to do that, and he winds up dying. It just won't work. Yeah. It's uh. I'm in the past does not work out very well for most people, I'd imagine. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, I want to. I want to really connect these two, but like for example, I used to have like major FOMO, fear of missing, fear of missing out, fear of missing out for the people that don't know that acronym, um, <laughs> and I'm and I think like as you get older, you kind of like get over that habit of like FOMO, and I look back on like I like think back to myself like. Uh, if I see something, I think back of how I would think of that like three years ago or four years ago when I was 17, 18 years old. And I'd be like, oh, that sucks. I'm not there. I'm not like, I'm, I'm missing out on something or some garbage like that. Now I look at that, look at it like an event or like my friends are at a bar or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'm happy with like staying at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like living in the past. Like kids can easily like, like, God damn! I had such a good thought going. It's fine. Yeah. Let me go. Um, I made it'll come back. Yeah. Um, if uh, I think <laughs> when you say like staying at home mm-hmm. uh, and you're content, it's yeah. almost like you can take it a step further. It's like staying at home and being at home and being content within your own skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, in that you don't. Um, it's a very mature outlook if, and it's hard to get to even for older people. Um, the FOMO definitely still exists, but oh to, to God, be able yeah. to, to stay at home and be content, they say that there's like a, an Asian sort of uh proverb or whatever it is. Uh, the model of contentment is a man or woman and it's just all they're doing is sweeping, they're sweeping their house, sweeping their porch. And they're kind of like, that one with themselves and with their thoughts in their head and they're content. Content's a, a, a really, I think, good word because a lot of people say happy or I'm not happy. Like, I think being happy all the time might be unrealistic. Um, hopefully, you're not unhappy all the time. Uh, but to be content, to be cool. Yeah. You know, it could be a goal. Mm-hmm. You know? I definitely uh, was working on that. Because I, so I was living in College Park first semester this last year, and then I moved back home in January, and from January to February, I was basically working on being content at home, and I couldn't really find that. So that's with mom and dad, yeah, with living back, yeah, trying to find that like level of content where like I'm I'm happier, and I wouldn't say I didn't find it, but like I couldn't really like I could definitely be content with living at home but for a certain time Mm -hmm. and after like a month i was like i need to i need to i need to bounce it's the whole idea of repeating the past you know Mm -hmm. you're fine there in high school and grade school but like you've gotten to a different point in your life it's like you you can't think back to the time where mom makes spaghetti 
and then you're hanging out and you watch the show and you go to bed and they you know take you to school and right. I think you'll be content. I'm not I'm not criticizing you. I'm just trying to draw. No, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, draw um, a comparison. Yeah, and that's and that's what I mean. I'm 39, bro. Yeah, and my mom, my dad passed. My mom lives two blocks from here, and uh, I like like to be there. I in a way, I, I kind of need to be there for her for certain things, <laughs> but you know, in the proper dose, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the proper amount. The proper amount. It's like you're yeah, not going to be there I'm all not, the time. I'm, but not, you're not, I'm not. I'm not moving in for a week, or like we have a place in Bethany Beach. I'm like, I'm not hanging out. I mean, I could, but I don't think I'd be that. That would be that um, content, right? Um, hanging out for a week with my mom, <laughs> you know, in the summer. Uh, I love her to death, um, and I, I love right now. I love her uh, as a friend. You know, I want her to be a friend. Of um, course, I want her to be like a confidant or someone to confide in, and who has obviously known me <laughs> for a very long time. Um, of course, that sort of idea. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 and that's kind of, I guess, like what I, I guess I'm still working on that too. Is like finding that content of like when to be, how long to be home for, what to, how long I should like stay with my parents for all that stuff. Yeah, you're. But, but I'm only 21 years old. Yeah, yeah, you're. you're uh, I think you're ahead of the game on that. You know, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're already thinking about it. And I mean, it's uh, that's that's I would say that's maturity, self awareness, um, and I think that. <laughs> I mean, I think the parent's job is to. It's an ironic thing. It's like you parent, so that the kids don't need to be parent parented. You want to work yourself out of a job. Yeah, right. as a parent, does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want them to be independent, such that you don't, you know, you let them, you let them go. They fly from the nest, and that's success, I would say. Yeah, you know, I'd say they they succeeded. I I would, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know Don and I know Amy very well, and they're uh, they're very good in quality. Yeah. Um, love, tough love, you know, allows you to sort of. Uh, Develop your own thing. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. There's definitely some tough love in that household, a hundred percent. But uh, I gotta appreciate that tough love because, like, it matured me to who I am today. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, you think about like think about like a muscle, right? If you're going there, you talked about how you used to lift and stuff like that. I don't like do that much of it anymore, but I did in the day. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not working your muscle till it kind of hurts, yeah, then you're not achieving improvement. Yeah. You're staying basically the same. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with the sort of love, with the raising of a you know a little person. It's like if if everything is just soft, then soft is what you'll is the result. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just saying things that you already know. Of course, but like I'm uh, in a way I'm mastering the obvious. But sometimes you know it's good to hear. Reminders. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's always good to remind yourself of uh, <laughs> One time, I, mean, I used to be like, when I was probably just out of college, or maybe when I was in college, I was like, I don't need these posters of like, you know, Rocky with this quote and everything. It's like, I've heard it so many times. Why do I need it? <clears throat> it's always good to have it. Why do I need to hear these, these gospel lessons over and over again? 
because you forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you forget. You need like a a reminder. You need to, yeah, you need to tag home. Exactly right. You just sort of see it every day because we're fallible or imperfect. Right. We need reminders. You know. I was uh, I was at Modern Day the other day. and I walked into Six B. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and it was uh, it's a shame to see the uh, what was it, the cabin? <laughs> the cabin, the shack. The shack. That's right. It's, it was such a shame to see the shack gone. Were you are you with Julia and Lanham that that class? I was. <laughs> I was. I was a part of the shack. I remember. Uh, that was just me, bro. That but right, the year before it was. Matt, uh, Mr. Tropy and I, and uh, like there's just, there's too much Sparta back there on the back in the back of the building. <clears throat> we got to thin it out. So there's just me in there, and we I put and I we did the shack. I called Mr. Williams. Like I got this, uh, get this uh, wallpaper, <laughs> and, it's like, <laughs> and it's like a cabin. <laughs> He's like, he calls me G Man, right? He's yeah. like, G Man, bring that in here and let me take a look at that thing. So right, it was like. What do you think for the corner? I don't know. I got I got extra space. It used to be a desk there. So yeah. let's create something unique. And it's unique enough we're talking about it today. But he's like, all right, fine. You go for it. <laughs> yeah, he set up the, uh, he got the wallpaper there, and then he put a table back there. And we got like four chairs. I think we threw a Monopoly board up there. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. kids would uh, always go to McDonald's after school because we always bring in our mono- monopoly <laughs> monopoly stubs off the large. I know cup that. I know that. The large fry, and we that was that was Mr. Danver and I. That was yeah. That we was we had we had a monop one of those like McDonald's monopoly boards in the teachers' lounge. Yeah. Yeah. And then we take the whole class to McDonald's. Yeah, like, I remember. We need that. to get tokens. Yeah, we need. We to need get to get those ripoffs. Yeah, so we can get uh, Park Place and Broadway. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're yeah. always looking for the five hundred thousand one. <laughs> that was awesome. It was fun, man. It's fun. I remember. Oh my. Good memories. I remember you. Uh, we were sitting there. I think we were. Oh my god. I remember you gave us our religion midterm, and on the last question, it said, "If you read this whole exam and you haven't." answered a single question you can turn it in for a hundred percent and i remember you sent kids in tears crying because like <laughs> they wanted the hundred so bad and like kids like erased their <laughs> like, kids like would erase their test be like i didn't write anything like, give me the hundred and like i think well, like, like they've erased through the page and yeah, it's like, like see-through like, yeah. and, like i think two kids i forget who but i think two kids actually got the 100 there were there were there was uh one or, yeah, I think one or two. Yeah, I don't remember who. I know I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I didn't. I re- I was probably on question fifteen when ki- when kids started to realize that you could turn the thing in for a hundo. And I was like, well, I'm I'm already halfway done, so I'm I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> but uh, I just sat there. I was like this. I'm wait- watching waiting, their, waiting, their reactions, waiting because some of them they're, they're quick text test takers, and a religion exam is not that long. No, it right? was like a forty question exam, and like you're watching them, and they're like, they they look at it, and they look up, they look at me, I'm like, you got it, <laughs> yeah, you, you know? got it, no, or they're like, they're like, you know, like all upset. Yeah, I remember. I'm not gonna throw any names out. I remember throw names out. Okay, I remember. Uh, was Donnie in that class? No, Donnie was in the grade above us. Right. I remember Liam Rafferty crying. <laughs> sorry, Liam. <laughs> but not. Not, not really, sorry, really. Not really. I remember you crying. Uh, 
honestly, I think Liam's the only one I remember truly crying over. <laughs> Sorry, Liam. But uh, he, uh, yeah, he was very upset. Mm-hmm. And like, he like, I think he tried to like, he's standing at your desk for a solid five minutes. Trying to argue? Trying to argue. And, I, and you're like, go sit down. Go yeah. finish your test. Yeah. You, yeah. Are, you already started. You, yeah. Go sit down. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. It's a sixth grade religion exam, bro. Yeah, who cares? But like at that at that age, sometimes. Yeah, that, but like, I remember being that age. Oh my god, Mr. David's or science class was so brutal. Sixth grade science. Yeah, it was brutal. Life science. Xylem up, flow down. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything to you? Of the, you of the xylem up, flow down. Xylem up. Xylem and flow. They're like the different like. Uh, means that a plant gets water from the ground to its leaves. The up way, mm-hmm. the up road is called xylem. Okay. And the down way is called phloem. Okay. As, I mean, that's what he told. That's what he taught me. Right. So, Mr. David's gospel. Yeah. Gospel Mr. according to Joe. I loved that class. Even though I didn't do very, didn't do too hot in it, I, I really enjoyed that class. Taught me a lot from being Mr. D. I mean, that's why uh, Mr. David is like, uh, he's a great teacher. Yeah, I, it, he's one of the best. He, he's he's like, the model of the consistency. It's like yeah. it's, I guess they're uh, used to get. He's retired now, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, hey, can I uh, can I go to the bathroom? You can go to the bathroom. Thank you. All right, I think we're back. All right, you feel better? Yeah, yeah. Feeling great. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I don't know if I should go this direction. We can edit it out. Um, but uh, Chris Abel. Okay. Mr. Abel. He was teaching uh, sex ed one time. I mean, oh, my God. He was really teaching sex ed to me, to, okay. my, to my class of sixth graders. And he's like, an orgasm. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, like if you have to go to the bathroom really, really bad. That's kind of how it feels. And I was like, Sounds good to me. That's not a bad description. And everyone raises their hand. It's like, can I go to the bathroom? Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> not a bad description. It's not that. It's not totally off. It's not totally off. Yeah, we. I remember my sex ed from sixth grade. Uh, my uncle taught us sex ed. And Kev. Yeah, Chaz. Uh, we didn't. Uh, Don't get too into it. Yeah, we'll, keep it like somewhere. we'll keep it very uh, yeah surface, very surface level. We didn't really get into any of that. The only thing, the highlight of that was, he was like, "Okay, before we get started, I just need to make this clear. Everybody say the word penis." Yeah, yeah, China. Yeah, and then like everyone got their laughs in because it was still funny at the time. Yeah, and after about. Five five times of saying those words repeatedly. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, vagina, penis, vagina, 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 vagina. <laughs> it, it got old, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then we started the class. It arrested sort of the, not insecurities, but like, it got the giggles out. Yeah, it got, got the giggles yeah, out. It got all the giggles out. And then he had, like, and then like, <laughs> oh my God, I remember. It was so funny. For that time, at least. Like, he was like, all right. You <laughs> that get, time, at least. You, yeah, you get, everyone gets one question. You write it down, you write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And, uh. Okay, word. Uh, everyone, everyone gets one question. Write it down on a piece of paper. It's anonymous. Ask whatever you want. I'll answer the mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm. 
some of these kids had a field day with this one. Mm-hmm. I won't go to. I won't go every, every, every year. You know, I've heard stories. Yeah, and, and we did it too. I won't and go. You did. Obviously, you did it. Yeah, I won't go into detail, but there were some funny questions for mm-hmm. sixth graders. These were really funny because <laughs> it's right on the cusp of <clears throat> this puberty. You know, yeah. it's just like like you're twelve, thirteen on? years What's old. What's going on? Down yeah, there? and then you hear stuff from your like older siblings, <clears throat> and um. Yeah, that's crazy. That I'm was curious. Eight or, years ago, for God's sake. Yeah, I feel like eight months ago. For you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it really mm. does. It, I mean, it definitely does. <clears throat> it really does. That's uh that's a good problem to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I remember. I did want to bring this up since I'm on here. Mm-hmm. I uh, I apologize for this. Mm-hmm. There was only one class I fell asleep in when I was at Modern Day, and it was, and it was your history class. Now we're talking. I uh, I came in. Was it? What? Hold on, time out. Was it? Eight, did you eighth grade history? It might have been eighth grade history. So if you're in there with Lanham, you're yeah, in there, you're in there with you're you're with Lanham and Julieri, right? I and, think. And Justin Clark. I think I don't. No, no, no. Is that your same grade class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, then yeah, I taught yeah. you eighth grade yeah, history. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, eighth grade. Because I remember Ryan Gottschall was on a wheelchair. <clears throat> yeah, for the beginning of the he year, got his like foot eaten off, or like he took a digger on a board or something. Yeah, ran over by a golf cart. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you for the Uh, yeah, he told everyone he got eaten by a shark, but no, he, he, his foot got hit by a golf cart. <laughs> um, he, I remember <laughs> I came in, you threw on Alexander the Great. Yes. And I was like, God damn it. I taught that for a month. Yeah, I it was a good month. And uh you th- I mean we threw that you threw that movie on for every class, so like mm-hmm. it was awesome. But there was one time I came and I was exhausted because I didn't I guess I didn't sleep and like I knew that we would be watching the movie, so I was like, "Thank God, I have, I have dark, dark room. room." I was like, "It's a, it's a dark room." I, I, I'm dark wearing a, room, I dark have, screen. There go the eyelids. I have a sweatshirt on. I'll be just fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was the one class. Yeah, 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 that yeah. was the one class I ever fell asleep in at Modern Day. I slept, and I remember waking up to like a round of applause. I was like, "What's going on?" I guess, and I were like, "I guess the movie ended." But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's was, one of my most. Um, uh, favorite memories of teaching is teaching you guys your class in particular. Um, ben, ben Williams in there. That was great above. <clears throat> great above. We had two. We had some great classes go through the modern day at that time. Oh, uh, sort of like a heyday. Yeah, but like teaching Alexander the Great. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I gotta stop coughing. My mom Sorry. always gets on me. Um, but uh, uh just teaching. That was gonna great. And that and that movie, I think, is a moving portrayal of him. It just anyway, it was, uh, that was one of my favorite memories. I liked but, it. Yeah, uh, that was a good time at Modern Day. Definitely, it was eighth grade year, bro. What what play did you do? We did the Shawshank Redemption. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was. Uh, it's kind of a pinnacle. It's kind of a pinnacle in a lot of in a lot of ways. I you know. I found it really funny because uh, Gottschall's dad built the set. He did. Yeah. Gottschall's dad actually did a great job for like the set we we had. It's, it's definitely difficult to do the Shawshank Redemption play version, but I thought it was funny that <laughs> Kevin Charles, mm-hmm. uh, the director of the play, handed out real cigarettes to all the kids. <laughs> 
And uh, I thought that was so funny because. <laughs> Not just like a hollowed out pen. No, like, he, yeah, like he could have got bubblegum cigarettes. He's like, no, he handed out a bunch of cow. In a, in a pinch. A bunch of Marlboro Reds out to all the kids. And I, I was like, I'm keeping that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, we're about to graduate from Modern Day. I'm like, I'm keeping that. I, I mean, I'm telling you. I hope people listen to the end of this podcast. This is gold. Yeah. And I remember, I remember at the end of the play, he was like, where the fuck are my cigarettes? Why aren't kids giving them back? I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have handed out real cigarettes to kids. Because like, especially like 15 year olds, like, like 14, 15 year olds like that. Yeah. I was like getting ready to go to high school. Like. I mean, yeah. I mean. Like kids are curious. Kids are gonna try those, especially if, they, if you hand them one. Did you smoke it? Oh yeah. After when the production was over, I took it home and. Man, heck, with, heck with like cigars when you got like a marble red in your hand. Exactly that thing, especially for the fresh <clears throat> lungs of a fifteen-year-old. Oh my! I put you on your back. Yeah, almost had me throwing up, but <laughs> but um, that was like one of my favorite memories because like. Like he, he literally handed me a real cigarette and he's yeah. like, This is your prop. I'm like, I'm gonna take this home. I hope you know. Like I hope you know. I hope you know. Like you're not, you're not getting this back. Mr. Charles and Mr. Charles is about as intense as they come. Yeah. He and is. not he's an and, and in a in a different way necessarily than your uh your uh, uncle, Kevin. Also yes. an intense man, yeah. Um <clears throat> But he but Kevin Charles is as intense as the day is long. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, he's like he, he's like you're in your, He was not. He was Kez not. is a maniac, but, he, but so is both of them. There's a reason why they're both named Kevin, right? Yeah, they're maniacs. I remember Kevin Charles. I mean, God, he gets like he get fired up at play practice if we, if we did a scene wrong. He if, if you don't read your line on time, he, you're gonna get cursed out. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He, I, and and it, I think it's he curse you out. And I thought it was. I didn't find it. I didn't have any problem. You're your second semester, end of the thing, May, April, May, eighth grader. You can take some f bombs and a hundred percent. You know, you you need that earful. Yeah, because you're in order, a, in order to high in order to keep to keep you on task. You need to get reamed out every other day. Hundred percent. You need it in a um in the right way and like in a genuine way that Kevin Kevin Charles knew how to do. You know oh yeah. Yeah, like, example for Kevin Charles, like, you're an eighth grader, you take his English class, you had to write, like, a two-page paper, handwritten, by the way, handwritten, emphasize on that, and you mess it up, you get below, like... Like, like with you, a pen or pencil? Yeah, with a pen. It had to be in pen, I remember. Or, it could be in pen and pencil, I, th- I remember he never wanted you to write in pencil, because, like, he can't really see it. Yeah. He always wanted Smudges. it in pen. So if you didn't get above an eighty, you gotta redo it. And like I remember, like kids hated him for it because, like, like he because you don't like as a sixth grader, you don't know how he's gonna grade it, and mm-hmm. or as an eighth grader, I mean, and if he gives you a bad grade, you're gonna look like look at him with like fire in your eyes, like I hate you. You're making me rewrite this all because you have to write it in pen. Mm-hmm. So. I had to do it like three times, but I know kids had to do it. Write it in pen. In cursive too? In cursive too, yeah. And I don't know if it was in cursive or not. If it was, if it was Just in write it in pen and make it legible. Yeah, but if you got below like an 80, you had to rewrite it. And he was not handing out he was 80, like, that many 80s and aboves. He was like a, a Nazi when it came to... Grading. Grading and grammar. Oh, my God. And he'll die. He'll die. I mean, I gave him a paper, uh, one of my papers that I wrote for grad school. 
when I was like, like maybe when you were in like second or third grade. It's back at Duke uh, University. This is that. This is when I was going to St. John's College, St. Right. John's before my master's. Um, in was, Maryland? In no, Annapolis? Uh, in Annapolis. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, and uh, I gave him my paper on this book called Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, which is, you should check out. It's, I mean, you're, uh, Ches loves it. I mean, your dad's probably read it, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, it's a hit. It's a great book. Okay. But um, I gave him what I, I thought was a good paper, and it comes back with just like red, like red all over, like, like the plague, yeah, of like Egypt, yeah, exactly. Like, like took over my 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 paper, yeah, like and just like all these corrections. I'm like, geez, easy. I don't know if I should have given Mr. Charles Kevin Charles is my paper because uh, he tore that thing up. Yeah, he like he so meticulous, so it, man, uh. Uh, I'm a man to an extent maniacal, but like so, so many red. I remember on my fourth go, I finally got like the eighty, <laughs> like I got an eighty-two. And he's like, "Yo, are you gonna rewrite it again to see if you get a better grade?" I was like, "Absolutely not. You gave me an eighty, I'm done." Yeah. Like there was kids that took like six times. It took them six tries to get it. Yeah. And like I felt like I felt for those kids because to it's get like, to an eighty-two, just to get yeah, it took me four times just to get to like an eighty-two. When I was like, Jesus, Casey, like, how many more times am I going to have to write this thing? I mean, you're, you're uh, I, you, 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 but you, but you thank him for it? Or is like, yeah, it, it, it was it too hard? It, I, I definitely thanked him for it. I was like, thank God. Like now, right now. Oh, 100%. You, like, I definitely thank him for that. That's a good teacher or I definitely thank him that's for that. taking it too far? No, I definitely <laughs> thank him for that because I thought that was, um, it's, it's, it, you need a teacher like that. Yeah. You need, you need at least that, at least one. You need a teacher that pushes like that. Yeah, to he's pushing. I want to say perfection, but he's pushing you to your yeah. absolute limit. Yeah, like to get you to where you need to be. Yeah, because we're like we were all eighth graders. Like we're getting ready to go to high school. Yeah, so having a teacher in, in the eighth grade like that definitely benefited that pushing you like that. So you're prepared for high school because high school is no cakewalk. Yeah, at all, especially at like Prep Gonzaga, St. John's, all the schools around here it's definitely no it's not easy but i always prided himself rightfully so on um basically you've done by the time you get to high school your first semester should be a review right of what you know? of what modern day taught you of what modern day taught you in eighth grade right, right. that's so. essentially what it was yeah so you like crabs <laughs> yeah i do like crabs uh capital crab i uh i don't know if i, <laughs> I like when you smile bro do you? You should smile more. I smile a lot. Good. Yeah, my senior quote was, uh, wherever life takes me, find me with a smile. Wherever life takes Take, me. Find me with a smile. Find me with a smile. Oh, great. Mac Miller. That's a song. Yeah. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Uh, you got a great smile. All thank you. Your, I mean, I don't know if that's, I mean, Amy's got a great smile, too. Kevin, your dad, have great grins. Great smiles. Yeah. And like for like as rough as they are, you know what I'm saying? Um Oh, they're rough. Their their smile is like that of like a child in a way. Um Oh my god. Like it's I the love, heart that comes out through the smile. I love seeing uh DR and Chez smile. It's so it's so funny. Because they're not you'll definitely get like I mean, being at like a family function, you'll see them smile. 100%, yeah. No, oh like, my gosh. But like no. All the time, like yeah. you have a couple, a couple like frat sodas, 
like all, <laughs> like, like, like they get they get into that action and they're and they're just roll and you know that mm-hmm. it's awesome being like, with like, them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be. Oh, um, it's such a treat being with those positive two. vibes, family, like love, and uh, telling stories and happy and smiles. Yeah, you're finally of, fine with a smile. A lot of smiles when the Irish get together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good way to say it. That's a good mm-hmm. way to put it. A lot of smiles when the Irish clan gets together for uh, a drink. Yeah. It's always a good time with them. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to get Chez on the thing. Are you really? I'm like, come on, Kev. And he's like, you really want me? I was like, hopefully this. why, uh, why not, bro? Hopefully that mine will uh, persuade him to come on. Shout out. I hope he does. He'd have a lot of, uh, a lot of great He'd things to say. He'd probably have a lot of things to say, which is, I mean, fine. You guys would definitely have a, uh, definitely a deeper conversation. He's a he's a very philosophical man. He is. Yeah, he is. He's got a lot of wisdom. He definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's liking uh, Mount Saint Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. He. As like, far as you can tell. He, yeah. Is he, is he still living in Manor? Yeah, he's lives. Uh, he lives up by Manor. And he drives to Mount Saint Mary and drives to the Mount. Yeah. I don't know how long that drive is, but God, that must be. Taking a toll on the gas. You know what he can do? Listen to pillars. Yeah, you can listen to pillars on that drive up. Uh-huh. It's like a forty-five minute hour drive up to send it on over to Uncle. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Driving's not bad. <clears throat> you know. No, I don't. I'm not a big fan of uh, driving in this area. Yeah. I think there's too much inexperience here. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. Hey, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, because your, your patience level gets tested. Right. Yeah, I talked about that. <laughs> I I think that was off, off mic. Uh, fair, yeah. I was talking about my very low patient level, where I don't really like uh, waiting for people, or I don't have time for people. So you, I think you fit right on in here because everyone does not like limited patience here. Yeah, very, <laughs> it's very limited patience. So yeah. like, so when I have to wait, that definitely gets my blood boiling, especially when like see someone driving it's like yo go to the speed limit what are you doing <laughs> or it's like why are you like not throwing your turn signal on but you're taking a right turn like oh my god i should right. i should follow you and yeah but i'm not going to peace my mind mm. um all right want to rap we, we're, we're, i mean we're rapping Dope. but you want to rap like what do you mean rap like freestyle or like yeah, I can't freestyle. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried freestyling. Freestyling is a freak of nature ability. Oh yeah. Uh, to like have like the next rhyme in your head and to say something that makes actually sense. Yeah, to fl- to like freestyle and have it flow off the tongue like where it makes sense and it like rhymes and it all goes together. It's like difficult. I have actually it's like solving a Rubik's cube. Like, like yeah, it's dude. like solving a Rubik's cube. It's like something you. You can kind of, t- you can't, you need to have talent for it. Yeah. You can teach a little bit of yeah. it, but you, yeah. you need to have your own kind of talent for it. Yeah. I'd, uh, I have uh, a couple, a couple good buddies that can freestyle. It's awesome. Yeah. It's all, it's, uh, it's actually awesome watching them freestyle. And it's so poetic. And you, know, you listen to it. It's, it's a, it's a, obviously it's like a song. It's a poem. <clears throat> Any sort of rhyming is like friendly to the ear. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. it, it like makes the ear happy, makes you happy. Yeah, you it gets know. you a little pumped up. And then you're on the on the other side. It does. And on the other side, it's like, how are you doing this? You know? Yeah. I um, think I did. That's very impressive. I've done. I did one freestyle 
like last semester when I was in College Park. It was awful. I, I don't remember it, but it was about the uh, Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And I thought in my head it sounded like I it sounded like Eminem, but <laughs> to everyone else it was awful. But I mean, if you remember, you do it. No, I can't. I I I I, I you remember I, it. No, if I, you do. I, I'm calling you out. I don't remember. <laughs> I really can't. I don't remember it. So but good. Uh, so good, um, I just bring that up because I'm I'm fired up for uh, the football team next year. Love it, dude. Are you a football team fan? I am. I definitely am. You know, this is right now. This is great content for um, Billy G. Will G. Two point out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's give him a little tease. Yeah, that's what we'll do next time. Yeah, a little football preview. Yeah, we'll do a little preview for next time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Good. It's good to have you, bro. Oh, it was awesome being here. Yeah, it's like we could go all night long, bro. A hundred percent. You know, it's uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah, you think? I, I mean, it's, I think it's good content. Well, it's awesome, Connor. Um, any last words? Uh, skins by 90. Skins by 90? Yeah. Skins by 90. By 90 what? By 90 points. Oh, and, Every, and everything. And everything. 90. Not 85 or 100. 90. 90. All right. Skins by 90. You heard it here. You heard it here first from Will G. Will the Thrill. Skins by 90. <laughs> Signing it. off. Keep smiling, bro. You find me where you smile, right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Pillars of Community is a hyper-local approach to the podcast. Chevy Chase, Bethesda, Kensington, Washington, D.C. A podcast of people who are pillars unto themselves, and because of that, they stand pillars of our community. It begins by being your best self, your best pillar. Then, just like that, magically, whether you know it or not, the community will feel your effect. These people are pillars of community. Be a pillar.